views expressed on TMI with Aldous Tyler do not necessarily reflect the views of any website, social media platform, or podcasting host that you may find it on. Oh no, for the next segment, the views expressed are all mine. TMI with Aldous Tyler for Saturday, June 6th, 2020. It's a beautiful, bright, sunny day as it happens here in Madison, Wisconsin, which is actually not the norm lately. But of course, the storm clouds that have been perpetrating themselves across the skies of the nation actually haven't all been weather-related. In fact, uh, the murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis by uh, a policeman there, uh, along with three of his cohorts uh, kind of standing there and letting it happen. It is kind of awoken uh, and uh, almost almost unprecedented, um, stunningly intense uh, firestorm of protests across the country. Uh, Black Lives Matter is out there, um, of course, as they should be. And uh, it, my personal take on it, of course, is that you know we, as uh, if you're like me and of the paler complexion, uh, you really need to be out there listening and letting the uh, letting the folks, the black folks, to take the lead on this because. This is their uh, this is their moment. Uh, they've been fighting against oppression for so long, so uh, I'm in full support of these protests. Um, if there's damage done, it's damage done. I get that, but oh ho! Wouldn't you know that there are some people out there who've decided that this would be a great time to go out and just break windows, cause damage, and otherwise uh, uh, treat local businesses and property very poorly. And try to blend it into the overall protest, try to get these peaceful protests to uh, basically take the blame for it. Well, no one knows, uh, and it, like, no one knows how to uh, spread the blame, quite like our uh, commander in uh, FIFA, uh, Donald Trump, who has decided that, oh, these people who are out here in the protest causing trouble, that must be Antifa. Now, I have no idea where he got this idea because. I'm pretty sure that he has just about no idea what Antifa is. But interestingly enough, I have someone who does. Uh, joining us right now, um, and uh, sir, I do apologize. What name would you like to go by? I guess for the purposes of the interview, we can call me Andy. Andy Antifa. <laughs> um Andy here wrote what I am essentially referring to as an Antifa manifesto, because basically, as he noted, um, it was really hard to, uh, it's really hard to get a proper response to Donald Trump uh, when he calls out Antifa, given that they're, well, uh, uh, Andy, would you say there really is such a thing as Antifa? Reluctantly, I would say there is such a thing. Um, 
as you may have observed through the Facebook page, through We Made Contact, that page has been up since 2017. And the reason we originally created it was in the wake of the Charlottesville riots when you started hearing about this Antifa, Antifa thing. Um, and it's an interesting, it's a linguistic trick, right? The label anti-fascism positions fascism as the norm and opposition to fascism as the the sort of fringe radical rebellion right right and and so that phrasing that labeling was picked up very early on as a propaganda tool of fascists and unfortunately it just stuck um and it, we spent uh, we spent some time kind of trying to knock that down and say look there really is no such thing as antifa either you're a fascist or you're a decent human being uh and Unfortunately, uh, you know, human culture being what it is, uh, people, people like their fast labels and their easily identified tags, and it's not going away. Uh, and so after uh, Mr. Trump's uh, handing us a, a very large microphone last weekend, right. uh, we decided that it was time to go ahead and, uh, and use it uh, to our advantage and, and try, to, try to get normalize the idea of opposing fascism instead of continuing to allow it to be uh you know drugged through the mud and and propped up as this sort of boogeyman um and and it makes people afraid to stand up and say i'm an anti-fascist which is just ridiculous so well and when, when it comes right down to it trump knew this would be an easy target for him to work with because he i'm sure was quite aware that there isn't exactly meetings dues leaders for uh, antifa so he is basically he knew that it unlike saying that there's something wrong with the national football league where you know goodell can come up and go hey um he pretty much was counting on the idea that there was going to be nobody who could actually stand up and go excuse me but andy you did yeah, uh, we didn't have a choice, really. Uh, like I said, it's you know, and as I'm sure you're aware, your your listeners may or may not be. There are discrete Antifa groups uh, throughout the country right now. There's a a group out in Portland called Rose City Antifa that is uh, gaining a lot of uh, media attention because of. Uh, uh, basically a doctored video that was produced by Project Veritas, which is just a content sink. I mean, it's it's just a ridiculous, and, and frankly, anybody that takes them seriously is out of their head. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it really, we just, we said, hey, look, you know, if, we, if we're not careful with this, the same thing is going to happen here that happened with the Occupy movement, right? Anybody that says they're with Occupy can just rush in and, and make claims and perform acts under that banner of the Occupy movement. Um, and while it started off very strong and with very noble purpose, it was fairly quickly kind of infiltrated with these sort of, uh, you know, hard right wing libertarian types, the Ron Paul fans, the, you know, a very uh, small and, and, uh, easily identified group within a group that really wasn't connected to the original purpose and, and core ideals. Right. And so we wanted to step forward and say, Hey, wait a minute, we're not going to let that happen again. If you really have to have a canonical source for Antifa, here you go. So let's, uh, for our listeners, just do a couple quick definitions. Um, let's presume 
that somebody listening to what we're talking about right now might not be familiar with or think they're familiar with, but are incorrect, um, the term fascism. What would you say is a proper definition? You can argue about that some, especially if you're a political scientist, but I would say for the average person, fascism is a system of government uh, that relies heavily on uh, economic and other types of segregation. Scapegoating relies heavily on authoritarian tactics for enforcing whatever laws they might have. Um, and, and focuses primarily on creating sort of a privileged group and then using or exploiting everybody who is not in the privileged group for the benefit of the privileged group. Um, I would, I would say the, the, the obvious case here, of course, would be the, the Nazi party in Germany, which is often misunderstood as being a socialist group because they use the word socialist in their name. Um, and, and these people are going to be really disappointed if they ever find out, uh, you know, the Democratic People's Republic of North Korea also is not a Democratic People's Republic, uh, if you understand what I mean there. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, fascism in itself is going to be characterized by a very close relationship between for-profit industry and government, um, autocratic or authoritarian uh, rule of law through force and intimidation, um, and the maintenance of a small elite group uh, at the expense of the rest of the population. And so this is like what the Nazis, right? They call themselves socialists, but really they were only socialists for the Aryan people, the blonde-haired and blue-eyed, and everybody else was a sacrifice. So that's not really socialism. No, with socialism being defined essentially as um, a, a system designed for the uh, common good. And uh, in this case, they left the common out and put Aryan in. So, Right, right, exactly. Um, all right, so if you are then against that concept, against the concept of the marriage of corporate um, power and political power for the benefit of a very few, um, if you're against fascism, then you are by that general definition anti fascism or anti-fa right 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 exactly um and and again this goes back to that kind of semantic linguistic trick that you play because when you talk to people or you say these things anything that you position as anti is automatically the outside right right anti is the opposition anti is the underdog anti is the fringe and so that whole game of anti-fascism uh, unfortunately, it's basically a, a PR campaign for fascists that worked. And so uh, right now, what we're really focusing on is, uh, aside from clarifying some basic points of order uh, and, and ideology, uh, what we're really trying to do is to uh, normalize and mainstream this idea that anti-fascism is the default state of sane human beings. If you are not interested in having your boot on somebody's neck, if you're not interested in having someone else's boot on your neck, you are an anti-fascist. Very so, good. Uh, and uh, I, I, there was one, first of all, there's plenty of brilliant things in what you wrote up. And uh, for those interested, I will be linking it if I haven't already, I think I may have, but I'll be linking it to the TMI with Aldous Tyler um, Facebook page and uh, possibly through to TMI, TMI, TMI.com once I'm finishing refurbishing that. But um, one thing that stuck out to me, which I think is a, a good positive statement 
of what Antifa actually is for. It says, particularly, Antifa defends and supports the right of oppressed and marginalized people to protest, march, and engage in civil disobedience in pursuit of justice. While it is never our intent to engage in violent or destructive behavior, we cannot and will not take responsibility for telling people how they are allowed to be righteously outraged. We prefer and encourage nonviolent action. We also understand that some people just aren't feeling that nice anymore. Their feelings are entirely justified and it's neither our role nor our privilege to tell them otherwise. I thought that was beautifully said. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, and, and to that, to that effect, um, again, I have plenty of friends who own businesses here in Madison and they are having some rough time with things, especially down uh, state street near the Capitol. Um, but there was one in particular um, who owns a, 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 a mainstay of the, uh, of the area called Hawk's Bar and Grill. And Hawk came out when the protests were starting to get a little uh, uh, rowdy. <laughs> and I uh, said straight off, look, I'm a business. I've got insurance. Um, even if I didn't, the fact is brick and mortar and glass can be replaced. Um, black lives cannot. And, and right. so he, he came straight out and said that, that that's, that's where his priorities were. And while he would much rather that uh that his uh hawks bar and <laughs> hawks bar and grill be left alone mm -hmm. uh if it if it wasn't he understood and he wasn't gonna you know feel he wasn't going to uh uh think the worse of the protesters for it and i i thought that was an amazing statement myself but it fits right into being antifa basically absolutely absolutely and it, it's really been remarkable to me to see uh you know the example that you've given uh as well as um there was a uh, a particular locally owned minority owned uh, business i forget the name of it right off the top of my head in minneapolis uh whose store was destroyed and, and the owner of the store came right out and said that's fine with us this is a thing that needs to happen and even large corporations even like target and sony have come out and said look it's just stuff. What is important here is human lives and maintaining the promises of, of the American constitution and our system and way of life and the things that we ostensibly stand for. And to try to put a price tag on that by decrying the loss of, you know, property and material goods uh, just isn't a morally tenable position. Um, now, as a general rule, uh, as I said in the in the statement, we prefer nonviolent action. Uh, we do not initiate violence. We do not initiate aggression. Um, and and I say that advisedly, of course, because anybody can go out and call themselves Antifa and do what they want. There's really nothing we can do to stop them other than discouraging certain behaviors. Um, but at the same time, when you have uh, you know these and and of course, I'm sure you've seen, you know, just the, the hundreds and hundreds of videos of police brutality uh, that have occurred this week. And when that sort of thing is happening, it's really disingenuous. And I think it, it plays a role in favor of the authoritarians to say, well, we have to be polite about this. We're not allowed to hit back. Um, well, yeah. And I, one of the things that I actually posted, I said, well, what if black people are peacefully protesting and it's the cops that are rioting? I mean, that's what it looked like to me. Um, Very much so, yeah. And and in fact, interestingly enough, the first night of protests here in Madison, where there was no violence and no destruction, was I believe it was Wednesday night, 
um, when the curfew was lifted and there, there were police were not out arresting people just for being there. Um, and all of a sudden, wah, like magic, when you don't have the aggression being put in there from the other side, the protest remained peaceful. The protest remained non-destructive. Absolutely. Um, so it was really a matter of things being, I mean, I hate to be all childish about it, but if you don't want none, don't bring none. I mean, it's, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's pretty much what we're looking at there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. Uh, thank you. I, I agree totally. And, and like I said, I think, I don't think that there's a decent human being anywhere who wants to just go break stuff. Okay. Um, and, and it's also very much worth noting that this technique of, of bringing down heavy authoritarian force, the police and the riot gear, the tear gas, the quote unquote rubber bullets, which are really more like 50 caliber rounds that have a coating over them. Um, these are all intentionally, uh, uh, int intentional mechanisms to provoke people into doing things that then gives the authoritarians further cover to plausibly say, well, we had to do something. They were breaking stuff and they were being rowdy and that sort of thing, right? It's, it's a troll is basically what it comes down to. Completely. Right. They're, they're out there and they're going to do everything they can to, to just irritate you and make you angry because, and, and I'm going to fall back on a, a paraphrase of a John Lennon quote, right? They know how to deal with it when you're fighting them. They don't know how to deal with it when you're laughing at them. They don't know how to deal with it when it's just a bunch of people playing guitars and having, you know, a, a, a peaceful uh, response. They have to provoke that violence. And this is part of, again, one of the reasons why we stepped out is because what we're seeing is this uh, really unprecedented level of infiltration where you have these, uh, you know, the militant right wingers and the proud boys and these, uh, uh, the boogaloo boys and right, so forth are deliberately going out and, and presenting themselves as though they are, you know, Antifa or leftist uh, sorts of, you know, protesters and agitators to deliberately create that narrative that Antifa is terrible and destructive and militant and so on and so forth. And the permeation of those concepts is really ridiculous. I mean, even Wikipedia, the, the uh, you know, the Jewish Anti-Defamation League and organizations like this who absolutely should know better and have a responsibility to make sure their facts are right, just continue to credulously repeat uh, these things as though they're facts. And the reality is there's no basis for it. Um, yeah, the, the funny thing I noticed, Andy, is that actually the right-wing groups gave us a wonderful tool to refute things uh, inadvertently because they have this decided tendency to want to have their own names as well. Sure, they want mm -hmm. to claim to be Antifa, but they, they go by Proud Boys, they go by Boogaloo. So it's actually makes it, it gives us a handle. We can go, hang on, hang on. If somebody says they're a Proud Boy, not Antifa. If they say they're Boogaloo, right. Not Antifa. It's it's one of those things where all of a sudden people go, oh right, they actually said there's something else. So it's actually gives um it gives a good hook into for your average person to go, oh they're they're using two names and one of them isn't right. So right. you know. Right, exactly. And the unfortunate reality is that a lot of this understanding relies on you know, individual human beings applying critical thinking skills and careful research and so on and so forth. And let's face it, most of us don't have the time for that. 
you know. Uh, <laughs> one, of the reasons, one of the reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing here. Uh, TMI with Aldous Tyler's aim is to be the cure for the common media. So mm. here we are. Yeah. Um, so and I, 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 oh, go ahead. I don't mean to cut you off or to be rude, but, but I definitely want to say loud and clear. Again, the Facebook page where we made contact originally has been in place since September of 2017. And in that time, you are literally the first representative of media at any level who has ever attempted to reach out to us and say, well, hey, what do you have to say about this? We're not hearing from the Young Turks. We're not hearing from democracy now. We're not hearing from all of these, uh, you know, uh, traditionally sort of independent media heroes that people think of, oh, yeah, well, they'll get to the truth. They haven't even made the effort. Well, and in part of it may very well be that, as you yourself cited, they may be aware that Antifa generally is a fairly amorphous thing to get a hold of. What fascinated me was in discovering that you were there, uh, that I'm like, well, then I got to get this out here because here's somebody who's actually put an effort into defining what it is and in so acknowledging that there still isn't really a leadership role here. Um, and I appreciated that so much um, because, again, it's not been done. You know, and so Andy, that's why that's why I felt I really had to glom onto it. The fact that no one has in the past three years, I I can't I can't even figure out what's going on there. But um, I can tell you that I wanted to be sure to get it out there because I mean, so here again in your statement from Antifa, you note that sometimes in these statements, usually there's a part where there's demands. So you gave demands. Fine, here's here's demands of Antifa. If you want to say there's any, here's that here they are. You go with universal single payer health care. Um, you go with universal basic income with a federal job guarantee. Uh, you go abolition of right to work laws, uh, publicly funded higher education, uh, robust and effective social welfare programs for child care, um, education, employment training, counseling, all these things. Um, and you go into that saying that, look, if you want to know what you could be for, if you're anti-fascist, here's a great example. Right. right. And, and this again, it, it, it's so difficult to try to stand up and say, well, there is no Antifa and there's no leadership, but here's our guidance. Here's what we have to say. And here's what you should do if you're Antifa, right? Uh, it's, it's, it's this inherently kind of self-contradictive situation. Mm -hmm. um, and, and what we see happen is people start to throw themselves in behind that label uh, not intending to discredit it or to to operate in manners that are that are you know antithetical to what we really want to do, uh, but by accident they become associated and and thereby they sort of you know poison the well and so we thought that it was a you know very advisable and that it was time for somebody to step and say look if you are going to call yourself antifa then this is what we do. Uh, I've, I've made the, the point several times that we don't engage in offensive violence, which means we don't take the initiative. We don't strike first. We don't punch first. We don't take the first shot. Um, well, generally, to, generally we don't have to, because right. if, we're, if we're living our lives peacefully, we have no reason to uh, lash out. Right, right, exactly. And, and even just finding the right phrasing in the words to kind of put that out without saying, you know, we're pacifists or that you should never defend yourself uh, is, is a pretty complex sort of, you know, uh, linguistic calculus that, that uh, we're trying to, uh, you know, form a balance with. Of course, I say, you know, we, uh, I am 
the guy who's doing most of the work behind the Facebook page and so forth, but I'm also not quite so arrogant to do it without any outside advice, uh, so to speak. Um, Understood. My own background is in political science and communication, and so I can kind of formulate some things because that's my ballywick, as they say. Right. Understood. Um, but but uh, we try to be very careful to not put words in people's mouths, to not tell people, especially with the Black Lives Matter protests that have been going on this week. The last thing we want to do is stand up and say, no, this is the wrong way. Right. right. Well, and I mean, who are, who are we to tell them? It's, exactly. it's, been, it's been their struggle for centuries now. Right. And uh, if they are trying to pull uh, justice out of this nation for the atrocities that they've suffered for centuries mm-hmm. as a race, they, they, far be it from, from anybody who doesn't actually belong to, to, uh, to the black Americans experience to right. tell them they're doing it wrong. Um, I'm, I'm totally down with that. And I appreciate the fact that you put that out there. Uh, one moment, ladies and gentlemen, we currently have uh, on with us here, Andy of the We Anti-Fascists page here on Facebook. If you want to take a look at it, you can find it at facebook.com slash We Anti-Fascists. And that's uh, if you're not clear on spelling, W-E-A-N-T-I-F-A-S-C-I-S-T-S. And uh, Andy, you posted this great um, public statement from Antifa in response to Donald Trump blaming Antifa for all this stuff. And I really wanted to get some exposure out there and very much appreciate you agreeing to come onto the program today. Well, we definitely appreciate you inviting us. And uh, yeah, anything that we can do to to just reinforce this idea. Uh, and, and again, we have to be careful with language because when you start talking about reinforcing ideas and start talking about branding and marketing techniques, everybody starts rolling their eyes going, oh, it's just another big scam. We have to recognize that uh, just like any tool, the tools of propaganda are themselves neutral. The question is, how are they used? And so this is one of the reasons why we decided we're going to go ahead and embrace this label, even though we really do reject it because of all the reasons I've given. But it's what people hear and look for and identify with or identify against. Uh, and so it's kind of a question of picking your battles a little bit. Uh, we decided that that battle uh, just wasn't important enough to to sacrifice the war for or to stay focused on uh, in light of, you know, ongoing and, and current events. So um, I did want to put out, too, uh, in regards to this week's activity, uh, I've just seen uh, some uh, statistics that indicate that uh, we have now had uh, across the world uh, uh, demonstrations for Black Lives Matter, uh, not only all across the United States in hundreds and hundreds of cities, but also in 17 other countries. And mathematically now Black Lives Matter is the largest protest movement in history. And that's, we really that's, have to give that to them. Wow. That is remarkable. And you know what? Um, they deserve it. They've earned <laughs> it. And uh, this is, this is their time. Yeah. Uh, Andy, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, don't hesitate to contact me if you have anything further you want to say, sir. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Aldous. And uh, thank you to all your listeners. And yeah, I guess the the closing idea is if you want to know what Antifa thinks, we have a Facebook page. Go there first and uh, move forward from there. All right. And I'll be uh, linking that through to TMI with Aldous Tyler's Facebook page and uh, probably including it in the tweet as well. And uh, Andy, have a great day. Thanks for joining hey, us. You do the same. Thank you. You've been listening to TMI with Aldous Tyler. We'll be back. <laughs>